Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And today we are uh, finishing up our Invisible War book. It is a Bible study book with uh, multiple lessons about how to walk in the spirit of life and liberty, how to have the assurance uh, that you are saved. So today we're going to look at the Holy Spirit. We're going to have two lessons, Lesson 6 and 7 on the Holy Spirit. Kick us off, Josh. Peace I leave with you. Amen. Don't miss the second baptism, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first is water baptism. Okay, so if I don't have peace, I have not had the second baptism. Keep going. God, the Father's one message when John the Baptist baptized Jesus was, You are my son, who I, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Mark one eleven. Later, Jesus says, it is good that I go away to so the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will come. John sixteen seven. So there's a Comforter that comes to us, Josh, when mm-hmm. we're baptized, not with just the water, but with the second baptism, with the Holy Spirit baptism. So today we're going to go through two lessons on finding that second baptism. After we are born again, there is more. Believer, believers consistently yearn to be with other believers in fellowship and help each other grow in the fruits of the Spirit. So if you come to the Lord and you're not growing, it's possible that you've only got a little bit of what you've got. You only got freedom from sin. You're still saved. You're still justified. But you haven't regenerated your spirit to understand that there's a cooperation and there's an intentionality to growing and to discipling yourself with God. So the first question is Mark 1, 8. What's the question? What is John saying Jesus will baptize us with? I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So what's Jesus going to baptize me with? Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. So there is a Holy Spirit baptism that when you get it, you will know you got it because <laughs> it's coming with a peace. And you'll be able to uh, abide in the Lord. You'll be able to walk with him. You'll, you'll yearn to read your Bible. You'll hunger and thirst for that. You'll want fellowship with other believers. So question number two, Mark 1, verse 10 and 11. Who does the dove represent? Hmm. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So who does the dove represent? The Father. Yeah, the Holy Spirit coming right down on Jesus. So the dove always represents the Holy Spirit. And so as I work with others, I tell them that the dove is is the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of peace. And so in order for me to hold my peace, I'm holding a gentle little dove, and I have to hold her gently. But I also have to make sure I don't spook her and and let other people um, rob her from me, take her away from me. So when I want the spirit of peace, hmm, I want to be able to hold her. Let's see. Trying to get, let's see. To my, there we go. We're going to Matthew, question number three, Matthew 18, um, 18 and 20. Want to read the question? How will Jesus be amid us? 
amid amid us amid, amid us which yeah. means right yeah. in the middle of us yeah. how's he going to be right in the midst of us verily i say unto you whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven again i say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven so as jesus gets in the midst of us he's going to be in the midst of us as two of us are together as a couple of us are together as we're following him as we're praying as i'm saying now i want to bind that fleshly stuff i do that anger that bitterness i want to loose the fruit of the spirit on myself and as i'm starting to practice the fruit of peace i start walking in that now i'm walking in my true identity through the holy spirit yeah so the next one is john three what two ways do we need to be born to enter the kingdom Mm -hmm. let's read john three verse five if you're following along in your bible this would be a great time for me to hit this verse just right. I'm scrolling through it here, guys. (laughs) Give me a little patience here. John 3, 5. What two ways? Hmm. And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So what two ways? Water and Spirit. And the Spirit. So I'm not really sure whether the water is like talking about a natural physical birth, you know how a baby is in a sack of water, Uh, but I definitely know what it is to be born of the Spirit because the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. So when I'm walking clothed in Christ's righteousness, knowing who I am in Him, that my righteousness is filthy rags, so I wear His. And then I got this joy and peace. As long as I'm not indulging my sin. Now, if if I start indulging my sin, you're just rationalizing, making excuses for myself. I know it right away because I lost my joy and I lost my peace. I mean, it's just gone. (laughs) I just don't have it. So, number five, Galatians 5, 22 and 25. What will we look like if we are born of the Spirit? Hmm. Happy, joy, peace, <laughs> loving, caring. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, yeah. long-suffering, which is patience, gentle, goodness, faith, meekness, which is humility, temperance, which is self-control. Against those things there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and its lust. And if we live in the Spirit, we shall walk in the Spirit. So there's a walk that a maturing Christian has where we crucify that flesh. So when I drop into extreme emotions, worrying, fretful, fearfulness, anxiety, I haven't crucified my flesh. I'm walking in that flesh. It's hijacked my spirit quench the holy spirit and it's trying to tell me who i am it's my affections and my lust and instead what i want to do is say hmm nope i feel you i hear you bitterness but i will not agree with you today lord i put that on the altar because once i start crawling on that altar Mm -hmm. and become that living sacrifice of romans 12 now um i'm ready for a blessing 
my flesh is being consumed. I'm ready for a blessing. I'm ready to walk in that love, peace, and joy. And I'm ready to practice that and to practice who I am in Christ. So John three nineteen and 21, what's the question? Will those who love darkness come to church with you? Hmm. Those who love darkness, will they come to church? What do you think? Yes. You think they if they love darkness? Oh, they love darkness. No, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've seen them all. Come, I've seen them come to church all all different kinds. Okay, know? well, let's read. I brought all kinds. You have, haven't uh-huh. you? Yeah. Okay, let's read nineteen. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light; neither comes to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are right with god so those that love the darkness that really are loving their darkness they're loving their evil they're not common (laughs) but those that are questioning those that are growing those that are searching those that are are just crying out to god they're on their way because they're they're wanting to know what it is that god's saying to them so they're coming to the light so the number seven is john 4 24 how are we to worship God? Hmm. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, when I connect with my flesh, I'm in my carnal, exaggerated, noisy, anxious emotions. When I'm connected to the spirit, I'm connected to that fruit. I'm practicing love. I'm moving bitterness to the altar. I'm practicing joy. I'm moving self pity to the altar. I'm practicing peace, so I'm moving um, anything that would rob my peace, anything that would be temporal or circumstantial that's keeping me confused. I'd move all that to the altar. And in truth would be Jesus. Because Amen. remember when that guy asked Jesus what is truth? Mm-hmm. And he it's the only time he was ever quiet because he was the living truth standing there in front of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would be spirit and in Jesus. Yeah, and the truth, truth shall set you free. So when we are free to worship God, we have the truth, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's outline John 14, verse 15. Uh, verse 15, what will we do if we love Jesus? If we, if you love me, keep my commandments. So what will we do? Keep his commandments. Amen. Number 16, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. So what's the question? He will, who he'll, will he give us uh, a comforter? Gonna, yeah, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, verse 17, what's the question? What is the Holy Spirit referred to, the hmm. comforter? Yes, it's referred to comfort, but let's see what else it's referred to. Even the spirit of truth, truth yes, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. So here it's talking about the Holy Spirit. It's causing, calling him our comforter. It's also calling him the spirit of truth. So what's the promise in verse 18? It will comfort us, I be will, with us, yeah, I will leave us. He will not leave us. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So if I'm walking with the Holy Spirit, if I'm uh, laying my flesh on that altar, then I'm going to have the promise. I'm going to have comfort. Okay, verse 19, what's the question? What else will this Holy Spirit give us? Hmm. Now, we're in chapter 14 of John. 
Verse 19, yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me, because I live, ye shall also live. So what's he going to give us? Life. Yeah, he's going to give us life. We're going to live because he lives. (laughs) So there's that great old hymn that says, uh, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. So I often say, you know, I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I know who holds tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be enough to get me out of my anxious worrying about the future. Uh, So if you're worrying about the future, I want you to realize that the Holy Spirit can hold you right here today, and you don't have to worry about tomorrow. So John 14, 20, what's the question? Can we abide, be one with Christ? Hmm. Yes. Amen. At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. (laughs) So in order to be one with Him, I'm going to have to be able to hold my peace. I'm going to have to be able to, to make room for the Holy Spirit to grow and to mature in my heart by moving my flesh. Now, I'm not denying my emotions, Josh, but I'm not agreeing with them to give them power over me to internalize them. Instead, I'm saying, ouch, I feel that rejection. I feel that self-pity, but uh, I lay it on the altar, Lord. If you can make something of it, please do. I am going to serve you no matter what others are saying, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how hard it gets, I'm getting up and doing this one day at a time. And as I do that, now I'm abiding in Christ. Now I have His joy and His peace. Now I have His life. Now I have His comfort. Because I've opened up my heart to receive it. So John 14, 21. Uh, How can we have God manifest to us? Keep his commandments and loving. <laughs> he that has my commandments and keeps them, he he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Now, to manifest uh, himself to us means he's going to show himself to mm-hmm. us. So as I start moving towards him, as I start abiding in him, which means a dwelling in him, and not in my fleshly, anxious, fearful little girl, but literally abiding in that comfort, abiding in that peace, abiding in that truth. Now he's going to show himself to me. So John 14, 22 and 23. Jesus will abide with which people? Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. Uh, so this is not Judas Iscariot. He says, Lord, how is it? that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world. And Jesus says unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him, which means we'll make our house inside of him. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is going to abide in those people that are trusting him, that are coming to him, uh, that are asking for his Holy Spirit to come live in them. So it's keeping his words. So if, and I think that, I think the word obedience has become a dirty word in our culture, (laughs) you know, to just obey, because we don't want to be robots. We don't want to be legalistic. We don't want to be religious. And that's what we think of when we we think of obey. But I don't think that's what the Lord's talking about. I think he's talking about a a desire to love him, because when I work with children, if I'm patient and kind and they feel my love they literally fight to see which one of them can can do for me what i'm asking first 
<laughs> but if I come in there with the least bit little irritation, frustration, bitterness, yeah, there I get it right back. Yeah. So as the Holy Spirit, as I'm coming to Him, I'm realizing that oh, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit's my friend. I I love Him. I want. To obey him. I want to please the Holy Spirit. So if you're at the point that you have stopped trusting God because of the hard things in life, I want you to lay those hard things on the altar and say, Lord, if you can redeem this, would you redeem this? If you can make what was meant for evil good, would you do this? So verse 26. What will the Holy Spirit do? Okay, so we're in John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So what's he going to do? Come to us and teach us all things. He's going to help us remember. Yeah. So as you're laying up on your bed at night, I don't want you to rehearse your problems. I want you to rehearse uh, the promises of God the things that he has told you in the past, the things that you have felt in your heart as you have come to him. And remember those great things that he's spoken in his word. So John 14, 27. What is the promise? What is a admonishment? And yes. Admonishment. Admonishment. (laughs) Okay. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So what's the promise? Be peace. Yeah. Given uh, to us. Yeah, he's given us his so peace. So don't let the world get to us. Yeah, so he says don't be afraid. Yeah. That's the admonishment. Stop being troubled. Stop letting your heart be troubled. Stop being afraid. Instead, I give you my peace. So so there's a, a time and a place that I have to open my heart up to receive. And Josh, what I find is if I'm wounded, if mm. I'm hurting, if I'm nur- if I'm nurturing that little self pity, if yeah. I'm yeah, if I haven't forgiven, and, and I don't really realize I need to forgive. I think I'm just hurt. I don't yeah. realize it's going to turn into bitterness and rob me of my joy, my ability to receive this comfort. But it does. Yeah. So godly peace, Holy, uh, yeah, Holy Spirit yeah. peace is. The confident assurance in any circumstance. Amen. John fourteen twenty seven. A godly peace is confident assurance. So John sixteen seven. Why was it important that Jesus went away? Hmm. Because we wouldn't be saved today without it. We wouldn't have the Holy Spirit. We wouldn't be saved. You know this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So if you've just lost a loved one, I want you to know that the Comforter's right here. <laughs> that your loved one's with the Lord. That uh, he's sovereign. And you can trust the Lord. Yeah. You can trust Him in all things. You can trust Him to comfort you. So it's important that Jesus did leave us so that He could send us the Comforter that would live with us, that wouldn't ever leave us, that would help us through the hard times in our life. So John 16, 8. What will the Holy Spirit do? And when He is come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of Judgment. So judgment is like justice, like fairness. Mm. So what will the Holy Spirit do? Bring uh, reproof or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And bring righteousness, righteousness and yeah. fairness and justice. So to reprove something means he's Rid going. It. 
Right? Yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna help me get rid of it. Yep. He's gonna there's gonna be uh, an ability for my conscience to be awakened in that area. Yep. Now, what I have found in my life, Josh, is that if I make excuses and rationalize and quench that Holy Spirit and sear my conscience, I can keep sinning, and I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't feel that uh, conviction. Yeah. So I want to be aware of where I'm at and listen to my thought processes. Am I making excuses for my bad behavior? Am I making excuses? I deserve to be bitter because. <laughs> am I making excuses? Because if I am, I'm going to get stuck right there, and it's going to take me a minute. Yeah. So John 16, 13. Holy Spirit is referred to as what? Hmm. Comforter. <laughs> How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. That's so exciting. And, and I think I've shared before that when I uh, sit on Saturday nights and prepare for Sunday to pray over others, I can see the place that they're sitting, the type of shirt that they're wearing, whether they're a man or a woman, and I can hear the Holy Spirit tell me what to tell them. And when I get here on Sunday, sure enough, that's where they're sitting. That's where they're – yeah, and I know exactly what to tell them. And it normally is extremely powerful because it is exactly what they needed to hear. So in conclusion. The precious Holy Spirit is our God, teacher, comforter, and the one who brings us life. Amen. During conflict and stress, we can find peace and experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, Josh, I can't do this unless I quiet my heart. The Holy Spirit brings us into union as one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's in Hebrews 13.5. He will finish the good work He started within us. Philippians 1.6. Learning to walk in love through the Holy Spirit will cast out fear, and we can have a life without torment. First John 4.18. Lord, give me your peace. Help my heart not to be troubled or afraid. If I am troubled, help me to recognize your spirit and have the Holy Spirit remind me of your words. Strengthen me to remain in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so now there's some application questions. This is an awesome study uh, if you want to do it for your Sunday school classes. When, when I walk with the Holy Spirit, I will not feel like an orphan. So if you feel alone, <clears throat> you feel abandoned, if you feel like you don't have a Heavenly Father, like you've been orphaned, then you're not walking with the Holy Spirit. You're walking in lies. You're not walking in truth. And that's a lie from the pit of hell because we belong to Jesus and we are adopted. We're sons and daughters of the King. Mm -hmm. Number two. I will have peace when I am walking with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if if I need to hold my peace, Jesus says, if, if you give them your peace and they're not worthy, take it back. Yes. <laughs> Shake the dust off your feet and take it back. So if you're in circumstances where people are robbing you of your peace, I want you to Take it back. Yes. Don't be that empath that just keeps giving and giving and giving and being, and then you feel like a victim. So here's some discussion questions. On a scale of one to ten, describe your daily level of anxiety last week. Mm. <laughs> you know, I have anxiety 
intermittently throughout the day. But what I do is I set an intention in the morning. Like today, my intention was to abide in Christ all day. So every time I feel the least bit of anxiety, I take a deep breath, I reset myself with the Holy Spirit, and I remember that, oh, wait a minute, I'm abiding in Christ. Mm -hmm. So number two. What would it look like if I didn't let my heart be troubled about anything? Oh, that's a good discussion question. So Holy Spirit, be my comforter. My teacher and, and my, my guide. guide. Mm-hmm. Strengthen me according to your word and graft your word in me that I may cast out fear and torment and live an abundant life and enjoy my inheritance of peace. Heal my anxious, grieving heart and teach me to allow you to comfort me every day. Amen. Amen. So what I find, Josh, um, I don't have the luxury to think my own thoughts. My thoughts are dumb. They're stupid. (laughs) They're off to the races to beat myself up. But any thought that I have, I have to line it up with the Word of God and with the way He thinks about me. Mm -hmm. And as I do that, now I can enjoy His peace. So if you're losing your peace, align your thoughts with the Holy Spirit. And the way we do this is we engraft like James says in the book of James, we engraft the word into our heart. Uh, In the Psalms, it says, get it before the frontlets of your eyes. Write it on the tablets of your heart. So if you're not good at memorizing, that's okay. Just rehearse it, and eventually you got it. You may not have it word for word, but you got it. You got that. And when you're laying on your bed at night, you're going to hear, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And it's going to be enough to move that anxiety. And this was Angie Meadows. This is Josh Bond. And we'll see you next time.